every celebrity, their thought on Thursday and Friday would be, how do we skip the day? Beckham just flipped that on his head. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Delighted to say that uh, we're joined in studio by two very special guests. It's all ahead of the Dublin Basketball Challenge. It's coming to the National Basketball Arena in November. Rich Esner, who's the MAC Commissioner and all-around uh, Irish sporting legend, Kieran Donaghy. Uh, you're very welcome to the studio, lads. Thanks, Israel. Thank you. Thanks, Millie, for coming in. Uh, Rich, tell us, uh, for the only educated like myself, what's it all about? Well, we're coming in town here with uh, eight basketball teams from the United States. Division One NCA programs, four men's, four women's uh, from the MAC, and then we play the uh, Atlantic Sun teams, which are a, a competitor conference of ours located in the southeast. They're mostly Florida and as far west as Arkansas. So uh, it's a preseason tournament. We do a lot of these in the states. You got to get your team ready for conference play, and so uh, this is an opportunity to bring our athletes over to uh, Dublin. Them, many of them have never traveled before. Uh, they're all 18 to 23-year-olds, and it gives them that international flavor. And hopefully they do some good things here with, with the children and, and the, in the area and encourage them to stay involved with sports and education. Mm. And so there's two games on the Sunday, on the Saturday, two games on the Sunday. It's men's and it's women's, and it's live on ESPN. It's a, it's, it's a, a deal. It's a big yeah, deal. We've been here with our friends from ESPN for the last three days. Michelangelo is traveling with me, and we just had a site visit and did all the work uh, preparation for the broadcast. Yeah, so we'll be live. Uh, pri- primarily on ESPN Plus and 3. Mm. I don't know how familiar with the networks here, but those are both digital networks, and they have about 34 million homes that watch them regularly. So it'll be a lot of exposure for the teams, mm. and more importantly also for Dublin, because as you know, uh, sports tourism is becoming a big economic driver, and I, that's part of the reason why you see people putting on these events. Yeah. What's the attraction of bringing it over to Dublin? Like, why was this the place you picked if you could go to any European city? <laughs> well, I'm from the Northeast. Uh, about one out of every three people is, has Irish blood in them, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I have my mother-in-law is, is an uh, O'Callaghan from Cork. So, you know, we have ties. And, and like myself, a lot of the coaches and players do as well. So, and our schools are rooted in this area. Iona College is one of our schools. Uh, we have Manhattan College. So they're all pretty well known. Uh, Manhattan College is where they do the Gaelic football in uh, in the states. So uh, you know we have a lot of ties. So it is attractive. And uh, the Irish welcome to rich. It is indeed. You like that Irish welcome? <laughs> I have to do my accent. When you <laughs> now when you're recording. You can, you can save that for when the yes, yeah. headlines are. <laughs> um, how excited should we be about it, Kieran? Give us a bit of a sense of like you know what we can expect in terms of the play. <clears throat> uh, well, Rich and Garrett Maguire and, and Mark Mulholland, who I played with on my Irish national team when I was 16 and 17, uh, they had two of these events in Belfast um, that I was a part of in 2017 and 18, and they were unbelievable events. Um, it's just the level of basketball. Like, it's a preseason tournament, but it counts on the record. So, like, they're coming over here, and it's the one thing, the beautiful thing about college sport, much more than what we'd probably watch more of, which would be maybe NFL, NBA. But I would always watch the college basketball as my number one sport in America because these kids are out here 
there's no hidden agendas. They're just they're playing for their college. They're playing for their scholarship that they've been offered. That, and and it's do or die basketball. It's, if there's a loose ball on the floor, NBA game regular season, fellas, will look at it. Here you're going to have people diving into the crowd trying to save it, save the ball. Um, it's it's just it's it's a great event. It's really well run. I lovely as a dad of three girls, as a girl, a proud girl dad to see four uh, ladies teams over here this year. So there's four sessions, uh, two sessions a day. Um, and you get to see a, a men's and, and, and a women's game. There's a, a 50-piece marching band that's going to be over. So, you know, you've been to the American sports. They love the trumpets. They love the place rocking. Uh, the National Arena is a class venue, uh, really uh, intimate venue. It's going to be packed on, on, on all two days. And it's just a great level of basketball and lucky to be having it coming here. Like, I've been a kid watching ESPN, watching the classics in Hawaii and all these places mm-hmm. that they're on. So to have it coming to, to Belfast was lovely, but to bring it uh, here to Dublin is is amazing. And there's an event in London the week after, all all through uh, the Inspire Sports. So it's 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 a really good event if you're a kid. And basketball is so popular now as well, Adrian. You know it. When I when I was uh, on the Kerry team first, it was kind of nearly looked down. Mm. Uh, people's noses because I was a basketballer slash but now like every Gaelic dressing room every footballer everybody knows about LeBron they're getting the stuff through their phones every morning basketball's growing massively in the country uh, you see it in our leagues how competitive they've got over here and um, yeah this is a lovely tie-in for it yeah well the full court press has suddenly become a GEA expression not a basketball expression it's, yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah definitely adopted that exactly what, so so Rich the, the, ste- the steps for the kids that are coming over here in terms of their, their ambition, obviously, is getting into the NBA, WNBA. Is that and how well? Yeah, I think you do see that a little bit, Adrian. Uh, but they're also very. It's very important in our league that they get educated and get a degree, because frankly, only a handful of athletes in our country get on, into the NBA every year, mm. and we're not at that level typically. We send a lot of players into the European leagues, and uh, and that's where you'll see them uh, end up. So, no, for us, it's really about getting an education and getting uh, an opportunity to play college ball. And then if something happens where they can stay and, and play further in Europe, it's great. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I got involved is because uh, when I first met Gareth McGuire about seven years ago, I came over to check on some of our victory scholars. And they were, placed, they were athletes that were placed in a, any number of schools, including Trinity and uh, so we uh, we did a little tour, and as we were walk- driving across the country, I said, you know, Garrett, you know, you should really think about doing one of these preseason events. It would really be a great cornerstone for you to have, and then build your regular season competitions afterwards. So that was the, really the germination of that particular uh, uh, idea. And we've done a lot of these events in the states too. We won, we run one at Thanksgiving time uh, in Orlando. It's called the Orlando Classic. It's a real big event. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a much higher level, but uh, this is a great. Uh, this is going to be a great event. You're going to like to see the women play as well as the men. Or one of the women's team, Marist College, went to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA sure. tournaments. So you know they, they they're pretty good teams. And of course, my alma mater, St. Peter's University, uh, they went to the Elite Eight last year in the NCAA. So that was a big moment for me and the MAC. Mm-hmm. So great times. Yeah, mm-hmm. four games in each day. I totally undersold it earlier on. There's, uh, there's full value for your 25 quid, Rich. This is uh, <laughs> inspiresports.com, by the way, if people want to go, go along and get tickets. You mentioned about getting into the community. Is that part of the remit that there's an opportunity to engage the local community to get on that 
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, Karen, you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, the victory scholars that Rich said that he came over to keep an eye on six or seven years ago, uh, they play in the Irish Super League, the the Division One League in Ireland. Um, But not only do they play with their teams and they train with them at the weekend, but they also go to the colleges to do their masters. Mm. But then they really get out in the community, and that's what Mark and Garrett have have really emphasised is getting them out there. Uh, getting them out, sh- inspiring kids through sport, which is which is the big message. But obviously, basketball being, being the sport is key. It's it's such a good sport for boys and girls, and really easy to kind of. I think for a kid, you know, to throw a ball up and see it go through a hoop, it's very addictive, very quick, um, and and it's a sport that you can play all year round. It's not weather dependent. You're indoor. You're warm. Thing I like about it most. <laughs> uh, That's why I like, like it other the most. Yeah, yeah, you just rock up, you know, put on your shorts, and you're not going to be out there freezing like I would be in a football pitch some days or getting sleet slapping across my face sideways. But uh, yeah, they do unbelievable work in the communities. I've seen it firsthand. I've been in Belfast, seen the work they've done there uh, on both both sides of the border, and um, they, they, they're absolutely brilliant ambassadors for the game, and and they're great kids. Rich, like from from my interactions with them, they're. They they come over here to really their remit is really trying to better themselves, but trying to enforce in the community about how important sport is and where sport maybe has taken them from where they were to where they are now and where they could go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm, sport has has opened so many doors for me, um, basketball and football. Um, from just dedicating myself to it, and I guess these guys' messages to the young kids around Ireland is: listen, if you're if you're struggling, you're not finding your way. Invest into into sport, and it can bring you in a really good way. It shows you how to, it involves you in teamwork. You know, every business in the world is com- is based around teamwork, and uh, no better way to tr- uh, to show that through sport. So, but it's a great event. Like the the games, the the level of the basketball, the atmosphere that will be created in the arena in a few weeks' time. Um, that's what it's about. That's why I'll be looking forward to bringing my girls up to it. And I know there was a lot of people came from Tralee up to Belfast for the last one. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of them going to Dublin to see that level of basketball. We're a basketball mad country, and to have this coming to our doorstep is a huge opportunity. And uh, I can't wait for the for the two days and the buzz that'll be around it. Yeah, and the eight schools that are here, they'll all do community uh, engagement yes. pieces. They're going to visit the schools, do a, uh, do a talk about staying in school, getting educated, as well as playing sports. So they're all committed to doing that. And then on the Friday morning sessions over at the arena, we're going to have Kids Day, where basically we're going to be bringing in uh, busloads of the young people from the a lot of them from disadvantaged areas will be able to come in and see probably the first basketball game in, in person so that's the kind of commitment we've made the teams have made and it, it's it's very common in the united states to see this kind of involvement by the athletes they they're really very sincere and it's not just basketball I, the mac runs 22 sports championships okay. for you know across the board so uh so uh they're all involved in, in a, on our campuses and in our communities. I've spoken about this before on the show, but my earliest buzz of a game really was the was the time where Tralee won the league in '96 in Tralee, and it was the complex and it was a packed house. And the thing I remember most about it was, and the Americans have have taken this to another level in terms of putting on a show for people. But this is what the kids are going to get that Friday that they come, and obviously then Saturday is going to be is going to be jammed as well. But going to a game. They came, the lights shut off in the Tralee Sports Complex, how they did it back in the day without the mobile, but the lights shut out, the spotlight came on in the middle of the floor, the eye of the tiger came on, the players came running out with socks, throwing stuff into the crowd. We just, it, I, like, 
from that moment just completely hooked on the game but that was a huge part of it so what Rich is saying there with these kids that are going to come down on the Friday like they're going to be in there and they should be going away going mom can we get a basketball where's the closest hoop and that's what you want yeah. you want them to, to go down that road rather than uh, uh, a road that's you know uh, that we don't want our, our kids going down so that's what that's what they're trying to do here Okay, well, inspiresports.com, if people want to go along and get tickets, you say games on the Friday and the Saturday, four games a day. We get the information right eventually, and uh, <laughs> people can go along, go along and get their tickets for it up there. Um, nearly 40 years young, you're still at it? Yeah, still at it, yeah. What are you, what are you still at? Um, you're, you're going, you're going don't, to don't tell the wife, but I'm <laughs> back playing football and uh, with the club, and yeah, getting ready for pre-season now. Uh, our league is starting in... Um, Two weeks with a with a local derby against Kilarglen in a in a packed release sports mm-hmm. complex that uh, they seem to always match us up in the first day of the season because I think they know they'll have a, a rip roar in the in the complex in Tralee. So yeah, we're we're all systems to, uh, to the pump there. Um, uh, you know, for for us, um, we 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 did the double last year. So. Um, uh, Jim Garvey, our, our sponsor, is. We promised him we'd get the cup maybe at the start when he came in sponsorship, but the six years gone, we finally got it last year. But unfortunately, no, he's kind of kind of putting the pressure on to make sure we go and do back to backs, and I'm yeah. kind of like going, it's kind of doesn't mightn't work that 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 way. But we got a great squad. Uh, Owen Quigley is on the Irish national team. He's with us. Uh, Daniel Yokobitis from Lithuania, who's been in Tralee, who's adopted Tralee guy. He's been there for f- four years now. Uh, myself and Fergal O'Sullivan are the two elder statesmen. We're back, but we've got a host of new young guys coming in, um, including Irish international Ivers. He's only 17, but uh, an unbelievable athlete. So we've got a lovely core group there um, that we've had in, in Tralee, full of kind of Tralee kids, and 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 obviously we'll have our pros. We've got a, an American in Dre Jackson, class player, actually played in the league last year with uh, a team in Galway called Mary. Um, and and yeah, we've got some uh, European guys then as well. We've got a big guy um, who's got the same second name as uh, the league MVP in the NBA, Jokic. So we're calling him the Joker, uh, even though we don't know how funny he is yet. But <laughs> he, that's, he's got <laughs> that nickname. Hope he likes that name. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we uh, and we got a guy from Sweden, Mitch. Um, so like, yeah, we we're, we're really looking forward to the year ahead. And and yeah, it's it's two weeks and it's going to be kicking off, and it'll be all system to the pump and championship game on, on, on Sunday with the stacks uh, so getting ready for that as well so yeah busy busy at the moment you're regular Tom Brady over here well no 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 <laughs> I don't have, I don't have uh, six six foot seven guys standing in front of me Rich <laughs> well, I, think you've, I think Rich you've nailed him there I think yeah, that's uh, what is, whatever about what your other half has said to you what's the body saying to you about uh, about all this activity the, bod- the body isn't bad um, the body isn't bad so I was kind of I was back pre-season with the basketball maybe six seven weeks ago um, not making all the sessions because we're, we're busy w- with my job as well so um, but we're into the kind of uh, the do or die stuff now in, in the mm. championship in Kerry so uh, it's it's all hands to the pump we've, we've unfortunately picked up a lot of injuries from having won the county championship last year we, we played our last game in the club championship against the Crokes so we're coming off the pitch and an old fella said to me we're missing eight from the county final team you're one of them he said you've no excuse but we've seven injuries and I was kind of like going, going back in the car going seven injuries from our starting team last year so I felt uh, I felt um, that maybe I ordered the group to go back and help with training because I was in there doing a bit of coaching so I said look I might as well be out there galloping around uh, and trying to help them that way so um, yeah I've had a good kind of five or six weeks and starting to feel a bit better about myself on the pitch because um, 
I'd thrown away all my gloves and a lot of my gear and kind of I was I was I was well on the way to to, to not playing anymore. But uh, look, it's it's enjoyable. I'm, they're my own people. The club is very important to me and. Um, Probably haven't done what we did last year. It's feel like it's kind of important to go back and 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 try and uh, help them out when, with with the amount of injuries we have. Yeah, it's the, well, the it's credit, credit to you. Yeah, that you can do that. And yeah, I'll do what I can, way. Rich. But yeah. soon I won't be. Well, I'm pushing to. seventy, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm have a few I, minutes, and you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, <laughs> the old fella doesn't know what he's uh, what he's uh, setting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, so it's, go go back and give it one last bash. Is that? I can Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Exactly. So. um you know, I've 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 been playing twenty years with the club now at senior level, so it's um you know, I know I, I've come on the last two games with ten minutes to go and that, that probably will be my role, but with the way the injuries are going that that could that could change. So we've been unlucky. Uh, Joe Connor, our Kerry Kerry player who was gonna make a big push with Kerry this year. Unfortunately he's had a bad knee injury, so um he'll be he'd be a really big loss to us and we lost our up and coming corner forward Keen Purcell the last day with, with with a similar injury. So it's just a, a bit of bad luck, uh, kind of these freak injuries that happen. The game is is a high contact game as we know and um just going through a bit of a run of it now, but just trying to get fellas back or Captain Dylan Casey from last year is trying to come back. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to kind of get the pieces together with our last group game. We won our first two, so we're into a quarter final. Mm. So this last group game on Sunday against Mid Kerry will decide who's top and bottom. I think so. Uh, it's a big game in that respect, and then you're into win or go home stuff. After that, you're into quarter final, and obviously, look, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of good teams in the competition at the moment, including East Kerry, who are locked and loaded to to, to go on and and push for it. Very but, um, impressive looking, yeah. Yeah, they're impressive looking. Yeah, they're a good team. Thing with basketball too is you, you can build a team around a few players. You yeah, know? yeah. It's yeah. not like a football. And yeah, you need a bit of look. Need yeah. a bit of look with. Yeah, with, with, it was interesting that you mentioned that because we had this week where Dublin announced that McCaffrey and Mannion were coming back, and everyone was like, "Oh, have they? Are the Dubs now the favourites for the mm. All Ireland next year? Mm. Kerry are they behind?" And then Kerry the next day were like, "Aha! But we've committed Tally, <laughs> and he's going to stay around in the coaching." And it felt like a bit of a one-upmanship. How important was it that Kerry actually got him to stay for? Yeah, I, I think it was. A Important because his his role um, along with Jack and, and and what they did this year was was huge. In, in terms of like you know how solid they were defensively, the amount of goals they conceded, both in uh, league and championship, was was really good. Um, I think they got the middle of their defence going really strong with Jason Foley at fullback and Tyg Morley at six. Um, you know you've Tom Sullivan who's been an All Star a number of times. You've him knocking around at, at left corner as well and and really attacking. So. Paddy, Paddy, obviously coming from Tyrone, and I wouldn't pigeonhole him into being a defensive coach. From from who I've talked to, he's a really good all-round coach. So, but I know that would have been a focus point of him going in there to, to solidify Kerry, and and I think he did that last year. Um, and and obviously, when you have a guy who comes in along with the manager as a player, when you're looking at that group and you're going to win the All Ireland. All you want as a player is nothing, you know, maybe someone to come in, but you don't want to lose anybody off that group. Um, so it's an important move by Kerry uh, to make that happen. And, and I know Jack would have been very keen that after the job they did. So it's a, it's a big one that they got him to stay, yeah. And with the two lads that uh, Kathleen has mentioned, what's the. Everybody's kind of thinking now, like the, the race was pretty even anyway, but the two lads coming back nearly tips the balance in um, in, in Dublin's favour. Although I saw Colin Keyes writing a piece during the week and he was saying that this is exactly what Kerry need. Those two lads back in the Dublin team, no complacency now about Kerry. They've, they have their target. It's like everybody's talking up the dubs and we're going to come and get you. Suddenly they've talked themselves into an underdog position almost. Hmm. 
Yeah, they have, yeah. Um, look, it, it, it's big by Dublin, no doubt, to get the boys back and, you know, they're, they're only 30 years of age. They're still mm. probably coming into Oops. their... Yeah, they're still coming into their prime um, and they're two unbelievable players. Um, so that'll really strengthen them for Dublin. They'll look at the game last year against Kerry with O'Con and how close that game was. Um, and all of a sudden, if you throw those three rockets into, into the middle of it um, into the middle of that squad it'll bring them on hugely um, but yeah I, I don't think there would have been much complacency in Kerry uh, with Jack involved you know I think he's I would say he'd be, he'd be strong and trying to do a back to back you know he was unlucky in 2005 when, when Tyrone beat us in a, in a cracking final um, uh, and, and he won at no 06 and he was gone and then um he came back in 2009 and won it and then we had the disappointment in 2010 against Down so I'm sure Jack would like to kind of do a back-to-back when you see what Dublin did with getting six in a row a uh, back-to-back doesn't seem so significant but I'm sure um, the Kerry team and, and Infillas I don't think they would have been complacent but it's no doubt it's sharpened the focus of not only Kerry but everybody else to make sure that they come back and hitting the ground running because um, Dublin will be really strong next year and, and if they shoot into favourites you know there'd be no one saying that they shouldn't be it's it's you know them you're talking about two all-stars you're talking about players that have been nominated for player of the year and um they will they will improve them big time yeah, yeah incredible players you're repeating in any sport so hard to, it's ha- yeah exactly you know, exactly yeah, you know it sounds easy it's just not yeah you yeah. think you've got the team but yeah. see there's hunger levels there's ambition levels there's egos come into the dressing room there's all that kind of stuff um and, and it's hard to do it back to back and you know that's why you look at what dublin did getting the, the six was incredible really truly incredible what, uh, how do you reflect on 2022 yourself? Like it's uh, from an Armagh point of view, I can see that you'd leave it going, oh, we're just that close. But yeah. also, like the positivity of running, I mean, there was literally nothing between yourselves and Galway. Yeah, you know? the other, like the boys did really well. Like that was, you know, their first big championship game in Crow Park, and to go down there and, and put on that kind of a show when. You know, the game didn't go great for us. We started well. We went through a very bad lull before half time, and again, midway through the second half, and then we were. A bit unfortunate with Greg McCabe, who went out to try and, and um, try and get a good shoulder and a turnover, and it was just a bit unfortunate that the speed the ball players were going at that there was a slight collision with the heads, and you know uh, a tough call. But you know, by the letter of the law, the ref was was right in his call, given the red. Even though when you looked at it live, you'd be like, "Oh, great hit!" Yeah. And then, but when you slow it down, and you know, obviously we don't we, we can't ref it, we can't ref games by slowing them down in cameras, but. The call was right, and in, in, in the end, you have to when you go in for your shoulder, you have to watch where your head is going. So it was it was a, it was a bit unlucky, but to lose a player like Greg, who's so important for us, uh, rattled us for for a big period in that second half. But you know, he, tremendous credit goes to the players for um, you know it was it was it was it was done. Like we were, we were six points down when the game was kicking injury time. And just a refusal to quit by the lads. There was no science behind it. There was no. It was. It was solely players not giving up, and it shows a great amount about that group that they were able to come back like that and and force extra time, and and not only force extra time but to play well then in extra time and really look good. But I think the Killian McDale, Killian McDade performance in that second period of extra time um, was, was incredible. You know, his goal, his powerful running. Um, you know that ignited him back into the game, and then he got the point when we were a point ahead to bring it to the penalty shootout. Like that point in the 122nd minute when your legs are gone and you're rampaging through three or four uh, orange jerseys, and, you, and you're off to your right, which is a hard kick into the hill end, and um, 
you know, a really great score to get them the momentum nearly going into the penalties. You know the way when you come back, if you get a last minute goal, yeah. it takes you into penalties. Everybody's feeling a bit better, uh, and they went down and uh, a tough situation for everybody involved. And I did it the year before the club. It's it's a tough it's a tough place to be when it's not something you're used to when you're standing with five of your brothers that you train with all year and you you've you've thirty of your of your pals behind you looking on and you have to walk down in, in front of eighty thousand and take this kick. Uh, so it, it was a it was a tough way to go out as a group but um, considering the disappointment after the Donegal Ulster Championship game you know the rest of the year you know our boys really played well and, and, and did well for themselves and and you know could you could feel the belief in the group group growing growing as, as, as it was going on so they'll take a lot from they'll take a lot from that from sure and uh, uh, they're, they're a really good bunch of lads and um, I was just disappointed for them that it would end like that in, in in penalties. It was it was a hard one to, to go away from because you're kind of going, are we better than them? Are we not better than them? We lost in penalties, but what the, you know they, they just got the result. But uh, Galway showed, exactly. Galway showed for, how for real they are. The job they did in Derry was so impressive, and they're 68 minutes against Kerry, and you know I'm looking up at the clock at that game, kind of going. This could go absolutely anyway. Mm-hmm. The way they were playing, um, Shane Walsh carried the can. Obviously, um, Jason Foley did an incredible job, and Damien Comer, which was probably the winning of the game for Kerry, because if Comer had a, had a got loose or wriggled free for for a few of those scores, it would have been a would have been a hard one for them to come back in. But that's how good God we were. So um, good for our fellas to know how close they were. I like how you negotiated your way around the passion on the sideline for the Armagh, uh, yeah, the Armagh the team as well without, uh, without fully engaging <laughs> that one. Listen, I look forward to seeing you. Uh, 39-year-old Kieran Donaghy showing the Cliffords a thing or two and uh, the East. Uh, the East. Uh, might be easy, at opposite ends of the pitch, but we'll be keeping no an eye on No pressure. Uh, thanks, William, for coming in. Great to see you again. Rich, lovely to meet you. And I best of luck with the uh, event. We'll uh, send out the details about how to get tickets for that on our social media accounts as well. So thanks, William, well, for thanks coming for in. Thanks for having OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.